Welcome back. Welcome back to Morning Coffee with Alex and Hannah. I'm Alex. I'm Hannah. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm Alex. And I'm Hannah. And, and we're, we're drunk. <laughs> so this is the special edition of our podcast because um, Tier, we're both moving out of Albuquerque in like so four soon. months. Yeah. So your oh dog is shaking his paw. <laughs> For context, Alex and I are sitting on the ground and the dog is on the couch taking up half the couch. And we're so, drunk. Yeah. Um, I'm about three white claws deep. <laughs> I would say the same for myself. Um, so this is a special edition in a lot of ways. Um, because not only are we drunk, but we're drunk and sad. Yeah. And not the grieving sad, like normal. Like I'm going to miss you. No. And our best friend, Molly, if you're listening, Molly, we love you. We love you so much. I'm so sorry. We're abandoning you. We suck. But exciting things to come. Grad school for Alex, law school for me. She's moving to the Windy City. I'm doing some finger guns right now, but you can't see it. I wish you could see it because it's freaking fantastic. Um, Hannah's moving to Boston. Probably, yeah. She's going to go freeze her little booty off. I know. I drive a Prius, too, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Dude, I can't take a car with me. I don't think you'll need one. I, I don't think I will either. I don't know if I will either. I might not take it. But we're both driving across the country. Yeah, in a U-Haul for me. So I guess the theme of this episode is that we haven't made one of these since, like, summer of 2019. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's just recap 2020 really quick. We took a break because I was going to Norway. Yeah. And then I was oh in Norway. Oh my God, you were. And I did, I did the thing. I went to Norway to study abroad and then I had to come back early because of the pandemic. And then we, we've, we have like half a recorded episode. We just like weren't in it. And like, I think that like a lot of to people. To be fair, we were very mentally ill. Yeah. I think a lot of people were really feeling the effects of the pandemic. And I think that we were sort of part of that group that was already struggling just to like sort of like <laughs> live to, life to exist yeah so I think I think it, yeah that's kind of you know I guess our excuse we're gonna try to do remote podcast yeah from Shy town and Boston but you know <laughs> we you know how we are we live like 15 minutes from each other for a year and a half and we haven't done it so we're gonna see how this goes um, but yeah, so this might be the last episode. It probably won't though. But it might be. But it might be. So. So like stay tuned, you know, but, uh, just manage expectations. We'll say that. Yeah. Currently drinking, I'm drinking a mango white claw. I'm drinking a lemon one. I think we had this discussion earlier. This is completely unrelated, but I think the watermelon white claw is unmatched, but Alex does not agree with me. I think it's too sweet. I no, think I hear it's that. too sweet. But I also think it's because I drank a lot of watermelon White Claws, mm. like, in one night specifically. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, there, I have this hand sanitizer. My parents are going to listen to this and be like, oh, My grandma me. listens to this. <laughs> so, hi, grandma. I love you. It's okay. I'm going to be a therapist, so I can do whatever you are I therapist. want. I am a therapist. <laughs> that is a new development. I'm a pediatric therapist She right She finished college. I graduated. You did. You do. You were not even graduate. You you weren't even twenty one. We couldn't even drink. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. It's been a minute, you guys. Um. um anyways, buckle up for this episode <laughs> because the drinks are still coming. Yeah. And the sads are here, baby. So. Speaking of, I feel like 
we really need to just touch base with y'all because it's been three plus, almost three and a half years since my dad died and almost three years since your brother died. Yeah. And so, and I think, you know, you and I have had conversations separately, you know, like just sort of how life and grief is different for us. I mean, it's kind of an arbitrary number, but for me, it was the three-year mark that was like, I looked back and I was like, okay, I, I feel like I can breathe again. You know, I feel yeah. like I was fighting for three years. And, yeah. And you're almost at that mark. So how, how's, how's your grief? My aunt asked me the other day, <laughs> my aunt asked me the other day, it was real. I liked how she said this a lot. Hi, Jess, love you. Um, but she said, where are you in your grief journey? And I, I really like that. So that's my, grief my question for you. Um, you know, I think my grief journey <laughs> has been a little bit garbage for the past, like, I don't know. I think the first two years were, like, really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, just on autopilot and until, honestly, maybe, like, September of last year. Yeah. So I'm finally out of that, I feel like, which is kind of weird because I've it had I've had people, like, tell me that, like, I've, like, changed and I'm, like, different. I'm not as, like, like <laughs> complacent, I guess. Yeah. Like, I think when I was, like, on autopilot, like, things would just happen to me. I'd be like, oh, okay, this is life. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't. It's, it's, it's I guess hard. just, like, being pushed around by other people, like, your boss yeah. or, like, whatever. I and was just like, oh, okay. it takes so much energy to cool. just, like, get through your day when you're grieving. Yeah. That, like, stuff like that kind of seems to, like, pile up and, like, it's yeah. hard to, like, clean the house. It's hard to, like, interact with people that you love spending time with. You yeah. know, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard. Totally. But now I feel like I'm out of that, which is yeah. weird because I feel like I'm in this position of like rediscovering myself. Heck yeah. So I guess we'll talk about that too. I don't know. I'm sure Honestly, we do we don't not have a script for this. So we usually like just... take five minutes and just like type out what we want to talk about, but I'm sure they know. They're like, yeah, these bitches are nuts. They have no <laughs> plan whatsoever. I mean, that's kind of where we are in our lives. Talking out of their ass. I mean, truly. But I think that's kind of the beauty of this podcast in particular is because like we're such good friends yeah that like it just like we don't necessarily have to script it but then again this might be the worst episode of the podcast so. <laughs> now that I said that like oh we don't have to script it you know we'll see how it goes <laughs> um I think something too that we'll try to touch on see we're saying all these things but keep in mind we have been drinking yeah so there's a chance that and 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 we are very mentally ill i mean yeah that's this is a theme in our lives right like we have a, a, a cohort of mental illnesses between the two of us yeah it's like a like an nfl starting lineup honestly yeah we could like, <laughs> like mental i will say i do want to take a second and just say like we kind of touch on this every episode but especially now looking back at it like just a little bit past the three-year mark. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you are someone who has come to our podcast because you are grieving, because you have lost someone close to you, um, I just – I really want to reiterate that, like, you know, we can say all day long, like, it's so hard to get up in the morning. It's so hard to do these things. But, like, we Dude, did it. it. so much better. Yeah. It and if we so can do it, better. like, we are truly, like, not – like, I'm sorry. I'm so, my dog is licking his ass. <laughs> So sorry. If you can hear that, just you know, you're welcome. Um, but dude, his paw is like in my spine. He's very people oriented, and he loves Alex, and so he's, he's what were you saying? Genuinely, like, I'm so sorry. Him. You're so fine. Um, it does get better. If you're listening to this, if you found this podcast because you are mourning and you are grieving, wherever you are in your grief journey, it does get better. And I can genuinely say, 
oh, I get better. I hate that phrase, but like Dude, you will still gonna make have, it. Like yeah, you're gonna be okay. Like days are gonna be hard, but like life is yeah. so beautiful and like. There's it's so, so much chaotic here. and yeah. wonderful and just a hot pile of flaming <laughs> garbage, but it's just so much fun. Yeah. No, like, and like all jokes aside, like, you know, I've developed so many, like Alex and I probably wouldn't be as close as we are if we hadn't both lost people so I'm close to us. cry. Oh no. We're leaving each other very soon. So we've been a little emo about that for the last couple of months, but no, but just to like reiterate what she said, like some days are like just shit. Like yeah. you wake up and you're like, I don't know do this I don't want to go to work I don't want to get ready I don't want to eat breakfast yeah I don't want to see anyone but then some days okay. some days it just feels like yeah like you're good you know and like you're the good. longer that you hang on you know and the longer that you're kind of removed from that grief for me anyway the more days are better yeah time is the ultimate healer yeah which sucks yeah it, it takes forever but but just be patient with yourselves and I saw something the other day that was like, um, like somebody loves you, and if you, like you read that and felt sad, just know that I love you. So that's yeah. Let's that's let's, like our. Here's me transferring cause. you some good energy. Okay, Heck ready, yeah. ready. I want you all to close your eyes. We're gonna take one deep breath together. Okay, I'm a fucking therapist, so you have to listen to me. Ready? Okay. Doesn't that feel fucking good? Doesn't <laughs> it just feel breath. fucking good to just like exist? So yeah, just Finally. know, you know, we're gonna, you're gonna send there. you some good energy here just via our podcast if you're listening. <laughs> we love you, even if you don't know us or don't talk to us. And maybe I went to high school with you and I haven't talked to you since 2016, and you're like, oh, that bitch is crazy. She's the one with the dead brother. Just know, I love you. You know, I love you. You got this. Yeah. And if you need anything, I'm here, man. Our Instagrams are. I don't know my fucking Instagram. I don't either. <laughs> I will say. You'll find me. <laughs> You'll get there. I My Twitter is public. Mine is not. Mine is public. It's a shit show. Okay. Now that we're done with the serious talks, that was probably the most serious we've ever been on this podcast. So that's enough of that. Wait, I have to cough. Hold on. Let me pull my mic away. <coughs> okay, for con- she coughed in my direction, and we are in the middle of a panorama. <laughs> so, uh, I don't have coronavirus, bro. To be fair, we've only seen each other and our friend Molly. Yeah, and like the people <laughs> like that we the past, like year. That's not true. I I do see my mom, and you see your parents occasionally. So. Yeah. Hi, doggy. Do you want to say? Do you have anything to say? Podcast. He said absolutely not. Oh, he did lick my nose though. Inside my nose. Um, I live with my sister currently, um, and her dog, and he is the love of my life, so. He's a really cute dog. He's the best. Anyway, okay, now that we've completely gotten off topic, not that <laughs> we really drunk. had, had we're a drunk, topic. you can't blame us. Please keep in mind, um, we're, mom, we're being very safe and responsible. Nobody's driving. She just winked at me. Listen. <laughs> Safe and responsible, it's 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 contextual. So okay, wait. Here here's what I do think you should do. Okay. Um right now you can you can pause this episode or you can keep it playing. We'll give you like, I don't know, maybe like three seconds of like a like a break. Go get a drink. <laughs> Go fucking treat yourself. Crack it open. It's been a long week, a long month, 
a long fucking year. Yeah. It's time. It's time, honey. <laughs> Go Treat get yourself. yourself a drink. Doesn't so, have to be alcoholic. It can be water. Okay. Have you had water today? Oh. Are you hydrated? Have I had water today? Maybe. I don't know. I can't. Can you can Three seconds. Me. Ready? Okay, you're back. I don't know why I had to hold my breath. <laughs> it just really felt Everybody, like I need you to just drink with me. Okay, ready? This is healing. Mmm. Delicious. She took like a nice, cute little ladylike sip and I was like... <laughs> I drank like a quarter of my Do you drink. think people listen to this and they just like... Okay, for context, we do this for literally nobody but ourselves. Truly. This is like our therapy. Yeah. But like, do you think people listen to this and they're just like, we need to fucking steer clear from those girls. Like, I if we say- see them, we just need to turn in <laughs> the direction and run. Like- I do feel like this is like a safe, like we've, we've created a safe space for ourselves and like we try to create a safe space for other people in this like podcast zone. So I do feel like we just like let our, like whatever we're thinking and feeling, we're like, yep, like this is fine. So I do feel like, oh. <gasps> Matt. My cat. We gave him a bath earlier. Okay. Speaking of animals and, you know, friends and just sort of giving yourself grace, I feel like something I've been really wanting to talk about is like sort of an updated list of like things that, oh my God, all my animals are currently in the living room. (laughs) This is like perfect timing because this has been something that I want to talk about. I want to talk about like Things that have helped us personally get through grief. And, Ooh, that's a good one. And just like you're so smart. Always, again, we are not. I mean, I guess technically Alex is a therapist, but this is not our field. Like we are not professionals. We're not doctors. These are just things that we go through and we want to share. Oh my gosh, my cat. <laughs> this is a crazy mess, but it's fine. We're having fun. Anyway, my cat is like walking all over and being a crazy little weirdo, but. Um, Anyway, so things that helped us. Speaking of, I mean, I I genuinely like just having animals present. I have two cats. And I live with my sister, and she has a dog, and that has been huge for me. Like, yeah. I wouldn't like I came home from Norway and I quarantined by myself for three weeks, and if I wouldn't have had my cats, like I think I would have like been so much worse off. I have I have two cats as well, which I guess is like new because the last yeah. time we did an episode, I didn't have cats. Everyone's like, you didn't even yeah, she cat? has cats. That tracks. That works. Um, no, I do. And you know what? They're fucking awesome. Yeah. And they, they actually have helped a lot. Just just having like something that's like around, I think. And like a reason to get out of bed. Like I feel like, you know, cats are pretty low maintenance, but like they're still, like they still need you to, you know, take some level of care of yourself in order to like care for them. Like they need to be fed. They need to you know, be taken care of. And like, I do think that like having something like a living thing that's reliant on you, like on me has been helpful. Yeah. These are all like very rational (coughs) points, but (laughs) I just keep thinking about like, have a dead dad, get a cat. (laughs) It's simple as that. Get a cat. Dead mom, get a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Dead whatever, get a cat. I mean, honestly, I think that there's like a little bit of truth to that. Like, I see the thing that what what had happened was I my dad died and then I inherited his cat, so it kind of just happened for me. And my dad hates cats. Really? Well, he doesn't hate them, but he's like super allergic to them. Mm. 
I feel like that's that would warrant a little bit of hatred. Hi, Dad. I love you. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? I'm like, I'm the only child left. I'm still the least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I will say our, like, humor about it has adapted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people are like, people are like, people well, we look at We talk about dead dad jokes and oh, dead jokes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the peak of humor. Truly. My parents, my, I don't think my parents like when I make dead brother jokes. I don't think any of my family does. I don't think my family, I mean, my mom and my sister are on board with it and, like, some of my very close family members, like, my grandparents and stuff. No. They're not into it. But I will say, like, it's, I don't know. I, I deal with humor, or I don't deal with humor. I deal with things <laughs> with humor. through humor. You yeah. know, like, humor is, like, my biggest coping mechanism. There is so something to be said for that. Like, it's just, like, I don't know. Like, would you rather me laugh about it or cry about it? Take your I pick. I was so sick of crying, like, a few months after my dad died. I was like, I legitimately, like, if I cry anymore, like, I, I just... I will never stop crying. And that's not true. And, like, if you are feeling that way and you're kind of in that zone right now, just mm-hmm. know that, like, it's so fine. Like, cry as much as you need to. But I did Dude, hit I a wall. I remember that feeling. Just, like, Just, like, never. waking up in the morning and being, like, my my face literally hurts because my skin is just, like, so chapped <clears throat> from crying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I really, I really, really want to know what people's image of us is. Like, I really I think want to know, know what us, people think of us. People that know us are like, yeah, I know that works. Like, that's... <laughs> okay, guys. Usually, okay. Usually, we don't really talk about, like... I don't even remember what I was talking about. personal lives a lot, I think, on the podcast. But mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. in mind, we, like... The inhibitions are gone. Gone. And Out I think the that, like, we're sort of trying to transition into, like, just, like, a general safe space for grieving people and not, like, just only talking about grief. So if that's your jam, stick around. We may or may not have more podcast episodes. The dog is trying to join us. Dude, you can't fit. This is this is chaotic good. Yeah. Look at his little frog legs. We're going to do a lot of editing with this, probably. Okay, so we took a second to regroup, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we realized we were kind of going off the rails there for a second, which is, you know, not Reminder that surprising. We're, we're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, even bone sober, this is kind of how we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we were – what we'd really like to talk about is things that have, like, genuinely helped us. Mm-hmm. And we sort of touched on, like, pets and having animals around, and even if you don't – like, you're not in a position – like, if you do want a pet, you think that would be helpful, and you're not in a position where you can have your own pet, you There's know. other stuff you can do, too. Yeah. Or then you can, like, find a friend with a dog or a cat and – or something. <laughs> <laughs> a fish. I don't like know. Like Hannah, because she has three animals. I do. We call it the zoo. I mean, she I have two have, animals. Like, a little zoo. And my sister has one animal, but combined, we have – we have a zoo. We bought a zoo. <laughs> my name is Earl. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Remember when we took a break to get back on the rails? Uh, there goes the train again off the rails. Anyway, <laughs> something that has really helped me, speaking of the dog, um, has been our mutual like best friend, Molly, who we love. Hi, Molly. If you're listening, we love you. Hi, Molly. 
<laughs> um, she is working from home right now and we have been able to take the dog, my sister's dog on a walk like three or four times a week during her lunch break. And that has been like such a game changer because for those of you that don't know, I have, I'm a competitive dancer and I have a hip injury currently. So I've kind of been taking a step back from dance and just been a little bit limited and mm-hmm. I've been in physical therapy, mm-hmm. um, and sort of physically been pretty limited. And I was basically stagnant for a couple yeah. months. Yeah. And so physically getting back out and just, you know, walking the dog for like 40 minutes, four times a week. Like that's been such a game changer for me, like physically. And then emotionally, like getting outside, hanging out with someone who you just are super comfortable with. And like, you know, is just like, she's such a like amazing person and such a good friend. And you know, I feel like this entire podcast has just been us boosting Molly's ego, which she deserves every second of that because she is amazing. But you know, just like getting outside, hanging out with good people and spending quality time with an animal that you love. And also like just getting physically active. Like those have been the things for me, I think that have been like of everything, the most helpful in just like mental health in general, you know, my journey in mental mental health, but especially with my grief. Not to be like, okay, let's talk about me. But but no, please, please. But um, also, if you hear this like little jingling bell, <laughs> that would be my cat. Matt the cat is sitting on me right now. Mm. Um, so I live next to a park, probably like five minutes away from a park, and I like I'm not as good about walking as like Hana is. I do still try and get out, um, maybe like once or twice a week. Yeah, I work six days a week, so it's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, but and I think that's probably more. Realistic. But it is so helpful. Like, I just go on walks and I pretend like I'm, like, the main character. You are the main character. listen to, like, some tunes. Or podcasts. And, like, say (laughs) hi to, like, the old people that are also going on their own walks. I love that, like, walks have come. Okay. (gasps) Okay. Totally unrelated. But I don't know how many of y'all have seen Bridgerton. Have you seen Bridgerton? No. It's so good. Don't give me that look. It's so good. And, anyway. They, t- they, like, talk about, like, promenading and, like, taking little strolls. And I think that it's so cute that, like, it's become, like, vogue or whatever the word. Like, you know, like, in... Trendy? Yeah, to, like, take walks. Yeah, that's dope. That's so, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, it's just so cool to be like, oh, yeah, like, we're gonna... Oh, yeah, okay. Also, speaking of animals, they... Two of the three of the animals that reside in this household are currently cuddling with us. <laughs> and it is the best feeling. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I think that there have been, like, scientific studies. Don't quote me on this because I, I'm not sure. But there have been studies that having a cat purring on you. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, has, like, actual, like, clinical self, uh, health benefits. That's so weird. And I believe that. Um, What other things have helped us? Dance for me. Oh, yeah. She's a, she's a big dance person. <laughs> I'm a big dance person. She's really into dance. (laughs) She's not like other girls. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that is, like, such a thing to be like, oh, my God, like, she's a dancer. I'm a competitive ballroom dancer, for those of you. I mean, I feel like that's, like, a good qualifier because it's, like, a little bit different. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I dance, like, right now I'm dancing, like, eight to ten hours a week. And it's, like, like, having – just, like, moving my body is really big for me. Like, huge, actually. Like, the the thing. And just, you know, being active and – there is like some level of social interaction. Obviously with COVID it's like significantly reduced. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like there is like <laughs> I do get to like see people you know from a distance like hello you know other people in the studio and um just have that like human interaction that I've been craving yeah I think it's really important to have like some sort of like hobby yeah and like that like not only makes you like I don't want to say like exercise but like makes you move around mm-hmm. mm. and is also just like fun I yeah think that's really important I think exercise has kind of a negative connotation mm-hmm. I will say like Something that is, like, sort of tied into dance that helps a lot is, like, having something to work towards. Yeah. Like, right now I'm, like, preparing for, like, a spotlight, which is, like, a – I mean, it's sort of, like, a like a mock competition, kind of. Yeah. Um, And it's, like, having a goal and, like, being able to – can you, like – can we put the mic around? Yeah. The- She's purring. Hi. <laughs> anyway. Do you guys hear that? An interlude. He has a very loud purr. Purr, purr. What's his full name? Mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a story of my cat. Speaking of off This rails, is your dad's cat, right? Yeah. So we got him when I was, I think I was like the seventh or the eighth grade. It was middle school. Mm-hmm. And he was like a teenager cat. He was like almost a year old. And so definitely not a kitten, but not like fully, fully grown. So he was like a normal sized cat at that point. So we go in and his name is Mechanic and we're like, why is his name Mechanic? Like, that's kind of a weird name. Um, and they were like, oh, because he purrs so loud. And I swear, he is like the loudest purring cat. He's like he the most affectionate. He does purr so loud. He's a very loud. And he's, he's always purring. Like, he's very happy. He's very affectionate. He's very friendly. Um, oh, that's, that's kind of a good segue, though, because you were just able to tell a story about your dad without getting really sad. Yeah, okay. Another thing that's been huge in the last, like, like, a little under a year for me is, like, actively talking about my dad and, yeah. like, not being yeah. sad. Like, being joyful of the memories that I have. Okay, wait. I have something to say. Yeah. So, before I lost my brother, I always heard from people, like, oh, like, I like I lost this person. And I think about them, like, every day. Like, mm-hmm. every day I wake up and not, not, a, not a day goes by that I don't think about them. And yeah. I was like, oh, like, I guess that makes sense. But I, I didn't think that I would, like, understand what that meant for a while. Yeah. It seems like and I very didn't. daunting. But <laughs> I think more or less the best description of it is, like, yes, I do think of my brother every day. But it's not like I, I see something I'm like, oh, Blake would have liked that. Right. It's more or less, like, he he's, like, like living like, in my head. Yeah. You know, like, he's just always kind of, like, present. Well, I mean, you spend, like, for you, 19 years, for me, 20 years, like, with this person, and, like, there are so many memories and so many, like, innate things that you, you don't realize are, like, associated with that person that you love that you lost. Yeah. Until you get to that moment. So, I think for me, it's, like, I I don't, I mean, some days I'll see something, and I'm, like, oh, yeah, Blake would have thought that was cool, you know? Or, like, when I got into grad school, I was, like, oh, maybe... Maybe, like, calling Blake would have felt really good. That, okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I, mm-hmm. I forgot about it. But I, so I got into law, I got into law school, uh, like, a week ago, week and a half ago. Yeah. Recently. Very recently. And I was, like, over the moon. I called my mom. I called my friends. I called my grandparents. And then I just had, like, a meltdown. I have not cried. I'm not a big crier to begin with. Yeah. But I, I mean, obviously, like, I cried when I lost my dad. I cried a lot. And I... I, I haven't cried just sort of, like, missing my dad very often in the last, like, year and a half. Yeah. You know, it's not something that, like, mm-hmm. I, like, actively cry about. But I was, like, 
sobbing because I was like, I just, I didn't realize like how it was like the first big thing in my life in like my own personal life that had happened that I, I couldn't call my dad. And Wait, I, dude, I have something that like is pretty similar. Than yeah. That. I found this really cool apartment in Chicago that I really like. And once I found it, I was like, oh my gosh, I should send Blake a picture. Yeah. Because he would, he would think this is so cool. And then it's like you have like this out-of-body experience where you're like, this, oh. person, this person's been gone for like a few years. Yeah. Oh my God. But that's what I mean. It's like you don't think about them like actively every day, but they're just like there. Right. They're just like in your head. And right. I think that's what that saying means. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're supposed to think about them every day. Or like you think Yeah, like you day. will think about them. You might not. You know, yeah, but they're just like there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I mean, like, it's not a negative thing. I think it was mm-hmm. very daunting to me to be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I think about your dad. And like, I, the idea of forgetting things about my dad mm-hmm. scared me so much. But it's so natural. And like, I realize, like, I forget things about all sorts of things. Like, I don't remember all my people. prom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember like three minutes of my entire, maybe more than that, but like, these, like, moments in your life that are, like, oh, my gosh, like, your senior prom or, like, your graduation. Yeah. Like, I remember them happening, but, like, there's so many things in my life that I don't remember. And it's, like, it's okay that these, like, memories are fading away that you're not making new ones. Like, I think it's, it's hard, honestly, it's- like, self-neglect to hold yourself to this higher standard of, like, having to remember everything about this one yeah. specific person. Because I think after Blake died, in my head, it was, like, I have to remember all these things about him because if or I, I don't, love him. <laughs> yeah, me. that, For or me. if it's like, if I don't, it's like murder. It's like, he's, yeah. he's, he's gone already. So if I'm forgetting about these things, it's like those pieces that are still here after he's gone are also now going to be gone because of me. Have you seen Coco? Yes. It's like how, like when the last person that remembers you dies, like yeah. you, like sort of in like, like the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, like, to me, like, knowing myself, like, I would never forget my brother. Yeah. And I was holding on to, like, these minuscule fucking details about my brother and his life for no other reason than to cause me my own suffering. And, like, you, it's like that, you feel like you should. Yeah. It's not because, like, like, what I remember of my dad is, like, just, like, the love and, like, Mm -hmm. the support and, like, the way that he made other people feel. Oh my god, what's that WandaVision quote that just came out? Oh my god. What is grief if not love persevering? I lost uh! If I were a crier, I would have cried. I was like jaw floor. Like, like what a what a beautiful and accurate uh, way of describing grief. Because it's so it's so not good. just pain. Like if if there's people listening to this who haven't lost like someone who's really close to them. Yeah. I feel like people see grief and it's just like this void, like mm-hmm. this empty fucking void of pain and sadness and anger. And yeah, like some days it is, but most days it's just having all of this love to give and no one to put it into. I would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say not even some days feel like the void. It's like some moments or some experiences. Like, Oh yeah, that's better. That's and I think, I mean, it. I think that there are harder days for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, in the beginning, especially not even in the beginning, but like maybe like a year after. Yeah. It was really, really difficult. And like I did have hard Because days. at that point everyone like I don't want to say like moved on, but everyone's kinda yeah. like No, I mean it they have. I mean, yeah, like everyone's kind of moved on at that point and yeah. you just like expected to function as a normal human being. And in they society. they put like people put this arbitrary number of like 
okay, like it's been six months and six months seems like such a long time, like out from the outside looking in. And then like, like you were saying just a minute ago, like you have this expectation where it's like, oh, it's been six months. It's been a year. It's been 18 months. It's been two years. It's been 18 years. Yeah. And you're like, I should be feeling, I should be over it or I should be past or I should get over it. No, you never get over it. And I think that is such like, like an arbitrary way of like viewing grief because if you think about it, like you don't tell people who have happy things to get over it. Yeah. Like if someone graduates high school, you're not like, oh, another high school graduation. <laughs> I mean, maybe give it up at this like... point, you know, like, <laughs> or like if your kid has like another birthday, it's like, oh, another birthday. When will it end? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And people, I mean, people don't, people do expect you to move on from traumatic events and losing people is a traumatic event. Like, from grief, they they do expect to move on, even if they have the absolute best intention. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Even people who have lost people sometimes feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that we might be, I think we've given each other a lot more grace than most people have given us. And there yeah. are some people. I I, I just want to be really clear. Like, there are most people. The overwhelming amount of people have been We're so amazing. loving and so supportive. Yeah, amazing. I, like, I think no about pressure. that a lot too. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good segue into something I want to talk about too, which is like self-discovery after you get out of like the autopilot zone. Yeah. Of grief. <coughs> <coughs> Man, that white cloud goes down kind of. Yeah, we're still drinking. So wait, 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 pause before we get into self-discovery. We're taking a drink. Ready, ladies and gentlemen? Mmm, delicious. <laughs> oh. What do you hear? Um, the dog. <laughs> he's he's not aggressive. He's very protective. So if we're in the house and somebody's outside, he will growl. Oh. So if you can hear that, that's that's the baby. Okay. Self-discovery. Self-discovery. Um, what a fucking, first of all, what a, like, <laughs> Goliath of a topic. Yeah. <laughs> to just be like, you know what? We're coming back. We're coming back strong. Also, truly, we do not know how long this podcast is going to be. Yeah. And I truly do not care. (laughs) I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves early on to be like, I say early on. We're in our fourth episode, for the the record. Yeah. But just like, you know, to be like poised and like, you know, to talk about certain things, like to try to help people, which like we're still trying to do. (laughs) It was too hard. We can't put that out. Yeah. But like, this is like the real raw this is grief. Like we're still grieving and we're still learning and mm-hmm. we're, we will be for the rest of our lives. And that sounds terrifying, especially if you're within the first sort of wave. It gets of grief. easier. Yeah. And just like your life, there's so much left of our lives. It adjusts. Yeah. yeah. In the best way. Anyway. Um, I'd love to talk about self-discovery. <laughs> so, okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Um, I think that after Blake died for like the first two-ish years maybe some change I was just purely on fucking autopilot like even when we recorded those podcasts like I look back like where I was mentally who I was surrounding myself with the actions I was doing like what where I was going with my life like that kind of stuff like I truly was just on autopilot yeah I did not give a fuck about what I was doing or where I was going which is so fine Like, like on some level like that was like a like a trauma response and yeah. that was like protecting you and that's you know but it i it was scary though just yeah. like looking back on that and like knowing how i felt in some of the episodes we recorded before yeah i'm just like wow like i not to be like i was a fucking fraud but like 
But I think a little bit, I think so. I think it's like you sort of, for me, it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Like I'm feeling better. Like I'm, I'm able to handle I'm doing more. things. I'm yeah. Like I'm, I'm less overwhelmed or I'm, you know, overwhelmed less easily. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm handling things like I'm going to graduate college, like, you know, like all of these things. And then you look back, like you just get to, I got to a certain point for me, it was around the three year mark. And I was like, wow, like now I'm finally okay. And yeah. for the past three years, I have not been okay. I think I'm at that point like well, right I mean, now. Yeah. And that, that makes sense because you've, you're, I mean, like right now. But it's like you're all, you're almost at three years. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's like common. We should we should look into that before we start. We should ask our other friends. Yeah, I think it's what we also have just like a girl gang of people who have just like lost people. Yeah, I will say like there have been four separate people. I don't want to like call y'all out, but if you're listening, like just know that like if you have reached out to me and you have said like I really want to listen to your podcast or like your podcast, like thank you for yeah. putting your like you made my fucking day dude i felt i felt like i was on top of the freaking world <laughs> i was like that's so i awesome. had people reaching out to me from high school that were like dude i haven't talked to you like in forever but like i've been listening to this and it just like speaks to me and i'm like you know what good yeah like i'm that's happy like for all you. we want really is yeah. to like have a safe space for people to just feel how they're feeling and like resonate with like one person but anyways, the <laughs> qualities of like self-discovery, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, is you truly can do anything until you understand that you're the only person that you have and you can only gain happiness and love from within yourself and everything else on top of that, your friends and family is just extra. Yeah. It's just extra. And it's like and when you so grieve, much like beautiful extra, but. Yeah, like when you grieve though, it's like that's really hard. Yeah. to generate happiness and love like from within yourself well it's like like you were saying like being on autopilot and like just like getting through the day yeah like when you're grieving you just are getting through the day like, i felt like i would wake up and i would just prepare for 16 hours to go to bed yeah <laughs> and that's so fine like if you take anything from this like dude you're so valid yeah like whatever you're feeling even if you haven't you are, lost someone these times are freaking stressful Heck yeah. whatever you're feeling is so valid you we have all lost something in the last year mm-hmm. and even if it's not a person that's a grief man you're experiencing yeah. fucking grief if you lost your graduation if you yeah. lost i don't know like my friends or not my friends i guess like blake's friends like if they lost like their baseball season yeah that's grief yeah and that's like, fine like and valid and like it's just like a part of the human experience you know yeah yeah just be gentle with yourself yeah i will say like i think that, that took I've me a long that, time to yeah. understand i said that a lot of times before i like actually like felt it mm-hmm. and like gave myself that grace and i <laughs> those of you listening along at home i am back in therapy took a little break yay thank you thank you i'm here all night i mean i, I live here we are a mess. <laughs> so I am literally here all night. No, but, but I, I think that, like, getting back into therapy has been, like, a game changer for me. And just, like, you know, talking to someone and being, like, I am really, really, really hard on myself. And my yeah. therapist will be, like, why? I'm still really, really hard on Same. myself. And I know it, too. But both of us have PTSD, right? My cat is <laughs> – Hold on. Alex, entertain the PTSD people. PTSD interlude. My cat is eating the tuna off of the counter. So <laughs> give me one sec. 
everybody, we're gonna, I'm gonna we're trick gonna you. Yeah, we, we actually are gonna meditate. I'm gonna trick you as a upcoming therapist into meditating because I fucking hated meditating. I hated the idea of it, but I'm gonna trick you into doing it right now, motherfuckers. So buckle up. Okay, ready? We're gonna sit, we're gonna close our eyes, and I want you to feel what it feels like to just be in your legs. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not fucking kidding. Okay, sorry. Just just feel what it feels like to be in your legs, okay? Just, like, feel your legs, feel your bones. Then let's do our arms, okay? Let's let's feel what it feels like to be in our arms. Do your arms feel good? It feels good, right? It feels good. It does. Well, That is always there. You can always just retreat back into yourself. Yeah. Just That's take one of my favorite fucking tricks. Being alive just feels good. I feel like two years ago, we wouldn't have said that. Yeah. And I think that that is like a testament to like, what time heals all wounds? I just tricked you into meditating, bitch. <laughs> Got him. Um, no, just like, just every, every time you feel a little overwhelmed. That's fine. So fine. Just remember that. Remember, I sound like such a hippie. Just I love go that back voice. to feel feel what it feels like to just like be in you because it feels good yeah it feels naturally good to just be alive and to be existing I will say and that's always there another thing that has sort of come up is like how much losing someone like exacerbated my mental illness <laughs> <laughs> like I just I don't know why that like made me think of that but like I was like relatively anxious and like a little mm-hmm. bit depressed mm-hmm. before my dad died and then it was like my whole life took a fucking nosedive oh my god are we gonna talk about ptsd we should i don't i have not been, like as young women i have not been diagnosed with ptsd you yet. haven't like for sure i wouldn't be surprised but I, I i i don't have a diagnosis i'm not confident like i'm not sure that i do so like i just you know you you have been diagnosed yes <laughs> and so I, I think you know you can probably speak to that more than i can but i I've definitely been traumatized. I mean, I th- well, okay. The, 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 in a complicated way. <laughs> in a fun fun and spicy. <laughs> I think that, like, the unique thing about both of our circumstances, maybe not so unique, I don't know, but, like, the thing that sort of sets it apart is, like, we lost people very, very close to us yeah. very quickly. Like, one day they were there and one day they weren't. Just... It was, like, relatively unexpected both times. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was like one day our life was like normal. We were just plotting along in our undergrad. We were in a sorority. Like we were doing our thing. And the next day, like we were just fully traumatized, traumatized, just fucking traumatized. And our life literally just our lives just flipped on their heads. Yeah. I don't think I could ever begin to explain just like how horrible that day was. Yeah. In the ensuing, like, next two years. <laughs> I just, thought like, you were going to say two days. Like, how awful it was. People are like, didn't she just tell us that, like, life is great? Like, life is good great. To be alive and she's telling us that her life is shit. Yeah, I am. I fucking am. That's the thing, you guys. It's both. But if I can do it, you can fucking do it, too. I will say there is something to be said for that. Because neither one of us were, like, re- like particularly emotionally stable. Neither one of us were, like, these, like, very sage, like, we, like, were going We've out always- every weekend. <laughs> we were, like, My barely to this. making it through it. 
like we were like just sort of like passing our classes like <laughs> doing well but like you know we were, it wasn't like we weren't like oh my gosh like, what's our it was college like, man it we was were just having like, the fucking time of our lives and then our our lives literally went to shit just so dumpster fire du- absolute dumpster immediately. fire immediately so i will say but it's both like even very shortly after my dad died as traumatizing as it was and as awful as it was like there were so many beautiful moments. Like yeah. I remember, and I remember those so much more than the bad things. And that's yeah. like, and if you don't, that's so fine. And like, you will have beautiful moments. So if you know, just yeah. Grain just, of salt, man. Grain of salt. But I will say like, I remember like, not even like the day I think after he died, actually maybe even the day that he died, people came and they brought food and people just came over. And like, my dad was a firefighter. So like the, a bunch of firefighters came and like, just like, there were people in my home that were just like holding me and not expecting anything from me and like feeding me. And like people just came out of the woodwork and they were like, you know, (laughs) do you need dog food? Do you need toilet paper? Do you need, like, what do you need? Not not even what do you need? Like, like Alex, Alex brought me like a pair of fuzzy socks and this like, um, bath mix, like a, like a flowery bath salt mix. And our friend Jess, are we allowed to say, I might bleep out your last name, but Jess, if we're listening, <laughs> I don't want to like, you know, we'll bleep it. I don't want to like, you know, make anyone like call anyone out, but like Jess and Alex brought me like food and, and fuzzy socks and like a little bath thing. And it wasn't like, it was just like the act they drove up. Cause I'm from like very Northern New Mexico. They drove up from Albuquerque mm-hmm. and they took time out of their lives to make me food and to think about what I might need in that moment. And they brought it to me and they gave me a hug and they, they didn't expect anything from me. They were just like, we love you. We're here. Anything that you need, call us. Yeah. And that was like so powerful, like so much more powerful than the grief that I was feeling, even though the grief was so overwhelming, you know? Yeah. I think for me, I, yeah, like I had, I had a lot of that too, but I think suicide typically has like this really big stigma surrounding it, especially like coming from like a Mexican American family, like that's pretty Roman Catholic you know, that's kind of taboo, and yeah. suicide has a lot of just, like, I, I don't, I don't want to say, like, stereotypes, but just, like, a lot of stigma that, st- that yeah. surrounds it, and just having people that were there to just fucking protect us. Yeah. Like, we were talking about this yesterday, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> hog. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My... <laughs> My sister's dog loves Alex. Do you want to say hi to me? Like, he loves her. He, like, is obsessed with her. And, like, anytime she's in the house, he needs to be, like, right next to her. Like, as close as physically possible. So, I think he felt you being a little, like, just maybe a little sad. And he was, like, unacceptable. I gotta cuddle her. We just took a snack break. <laughs> um, if you're still with us, oh wow! <laughs> um, Thank you. I hope that you're having fun, and I hope that you also get a snack. Hold on, let me get some. Because the next topic that we're going to be discussing 
is taking care of yourself. Okay, you guys, real talk. This sounds so corny, but it's so hard to take care of yourself when you're grieving. Dude. Like, this is like, I finally got to the point where like, it's worth, it's worth my time to like do my eyebrows and like push my cuticles back. Wait, that actually makes a lot of sense though. It's, it does because like. Because I remember walking around like on campus and stuff like right after Blake died and like seeing people that I knew, like, but I wasn't like close to, like that I just like knew from like whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, hey, like, how are you? And I just remember like being like. <laughs> dreaded so, how are you question. Like. Just so like worried that I just like looked like a fucking disaster, which like, all the we time we probably didn't. Maybe a little bit, but not as bad as we thought we did. I just remember thinking like this person hasn't seen me since like 2014. Yeah, and, <laughs> of course I'm seeing them now, six months after my brother died unexpectedly. Yeah. Like, In, I, like don't, a I don't want that to be their vision of me, you know. Yeah. And I, so bad. desperately I clung on to that and now yeah. I just really don't care. <laughs> I will say there is some level of just like acceptance mm-hmm. that I think we've both come to in the last few months to just be like, you know what? I'm having the day that I'm having and that's okay. Yeah. And that's really powerful. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, we just made the biggest bowl of popcorn known to man. It's so good. Um, I also want to talk about how much I just love my family. Same. And my friends. I just, I feel like for a minute there, maybe like 2019-ish, I just like didn't have good people, you know? Yeah. Or very few. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm in this place where I'm like, I, my family is just dope. My parents just Chef's kiss. <laughs> Amazing. Just incredible fucking people all yeah. around. My dad is so cool. He's so funny. My mom is just the sweetest the human being on the planet, but she's still, like, kind of jaded, which is funny. Oh, she... Okay. I will say, she is a person... I love your parents. I love your parents. <laughs> Let's talk about how much I love my parents. Let's talk about how everyone should love your parents. Like, they are incredible people. They just... But, man. No, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just... Wow. Hi, hi guys. We love you. I know you're listening. (laughs) I love you. But I feel like your mom is, like, so kind. I mean, they both are. But, like, your mom would, like, she's, like, so kind and so mellow. And then, like, but if something, like, if it really came down to it, she would, like, really. Oh, she would fight for me, man. Yeah. She would. Seriously. And my dad, my dad's just really cool, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Your parents are amazing. (laughs) I could, I could do a whole podcast recording about how great Alex's parents are truly and like but our friends our friends oh my are gosh. just we're, we're sig- so lucky we're significantly more drunk at this point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is but this like, my fifth white claw but like our friends like Molly mm. Mm. just can we just st- take a, just a, a stand silence. up fucking girl for how amazing Molly is she's a little that bitch is a little bit Looney Tunes in the Best fucking possible. But like, I just fucking love her. I do too. She is the epitome. I cry. We've, I think we've established this on this podcast or on this episode already. I'm not a crier, Mm -hmm. but I cried twice a couple weeks ago thinking about what a good friend Molly is. (laughs) I'm serious. And I was just like, (laughs) 
she just shows up for people. Dude, yeah. Like, she's just fucking there. Like, you just, need something, Molly's there. I just want to say that, like, if you don't have people in your life who you can just, like, talk about like this when you're like, man, like, like Alexa, dude, yeah. I would fucking take a bullet for Alexa. Yeah. But, like, she has been so. If you don't have, like, that, like, people like that or you're hanging out with people, like, all the time, and you don't feel that way about them, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, what well, are you doing? Don't I waste mean, your energy. I think, like, there is something to be said for, like, maintaining relationships. Yeah. I, okay, this is I like, just mean if you're, like, surrounding yourself with, like, toxicity. Yeah. And people who, like... You don't need that. Yeah, exactly. You need good peeps like Molly and Alexa. Uh-huh. I will say, I... Something that I've really noticed lately is I have two friends in particular that were good friends of mine in high school. And I, after my dad, like knew my dad. So I think that was it. But like these two, two male friends in particular, and I just clung to them after my dad died. And one of them was so amazing about it and was like so patient and so kind, even though I like just completely came unraveled to him like so many times. Yeah. And then the other one, I sort of like, (laughs) like opened up to him in a way that I have never opened up with anyone. But, like, he was very unhealthy. And I was, like, just, like, please, like, take care of me because my dad just died. And he just completely didn't understand it, which is not his fault. Like, I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming him at all. But just, like, noticing, like, the differences in those relationships. And, like, I would call this one friend who, like, I would, like, midnight or, like, which is late for me because I'm a granny. But, like, the middle of the night and be, like, I am just losing my mind. And I would just, like. I'm sad. I'm yeah. thinking about my person. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. Dude, it kind of feels like that for the first two years. You're like, this person's gone and I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. Everything that you think that your future is going to look like changes. Yeah, because Blake was like my twin flame. Yeah. That was like my person. Yeah. And like, if you told me three years ago that like I was going to lose him, I'd be like, there's there's no way. There's no way I'm ever going to function again. Yeah. But I did it. But it wasn't just me. It was the people around me. The support system. And that's why we're fucking talking about this. Mm-hmm. Because in, in order to take care of yourself, you got to surround yourself with people who are good to you. Yeah. It's not... you. If you don't have that support system... That's fine. Like, that's fine. It's you, not your fault. Yeah. It's and totally you, not your fault. You, you're going to... You're going to be okay. If you take one thing from this episode... You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You are so loved... And if you don't feel loved, we love you. So just know that. But it does help to have a support system of people who are just there. Yeah. Oh, you know what we're going to talk about next? And we just totally just like didn't at all. What? (laughs) PTSD. Oh my, I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Just, I don't know if this was included earlier. (laughs) We've been been sort of word vomiting for like quite a long time. So I don't know if this is included, but... For those of you listening along at home, Alex has been officially diagnosed with PTSD. I have not. But you probably have it. I wouldn't be terribly surprised. I am absolutely traumatized, but I have not been diagnosed with PTSD. So I, I do think that you speak on this topic more eloquently than I do. Um, but I, I think that we can both talk about it probably. Yeah, I think that like this kind of goes in with like having a solid support group and mm-hmm. having good and bad days. And that progress isn't like a linear thing um 
But PTSD, so the PTSD that I have is called complicated PTSD. And it's it's different from regular PTSD because it's usually onset by like one very traumatic instance that happens very, very quickly and just completely like reroutes your entire life, as opposed to PTSD for something that's like over a period of like six to eight months. Right. You know, like yeah. an abusive relationship or whatever. Yeah. Um not to diminish like either PTSDs, they yeah. both fucking They're suck. They're all very, very They're very both difficult. awful, you yeah. know? Like, but um complicated PTSD is like you have symptoms of PTSD, but you also have a bunch of just like weird abnormal symptoms and people don't really know what those are. Mm. So you don't really know if it's PTSD or not. <laughs> and so <laughs> the theme. Like nobody really knows what's wrong with me. Which is not okay. So what I'm trying to say is like for the first two years I had CPTSD and I had a bunch of different symptoms that I didn't know if they were happening because of my PTSD or because I was just in a bad place. Yeah. Now, scary. two years later, I can differentiate and be like, oh, that's PTSD, yes. and this is just me being a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hi. The dog is giving us cuddles, because I think he knows that we're... <laughs> He's like, his little head is, like, lodged between us, giving us both cuddles. What was I fucking saying? Oh, so we're talking about PTSD. Yeah. So anyways, I've kind of learned how to differentiate. (laughs) (laughs) Drunk. I've learned how to (laughs) differentiate between what is my PTSD and what is me just being fucking crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Both of us have degrees in psychology. So part of me is like, wants to say like, it's not crazy. It's just, you know, maybe your mental health just needs a little (laughs) space. And that's okay. Um, No, but I think that's. That's so powerful. Just, like, getting out of that, like, grief bubble. Yeah, like, discovering yourself and being like, okay, okay. This, this is, is a PTSD this. flashback. Me not being this is able. This trauma response. Yeah. This is, yeah. Me hyper fixating on one thing. Me only being able to think about one thing. Me having trouble breathing or stuff. I'll see PTSD. Right. See, and, yeah. And, and, and knowing that, like, even, like, as, like I have pretty severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, diagnosed anxiety. So, like. Being able to be like, okay, like, you know, my chest is tight because I have anxiety right now. Right. Or like, you, you know, it's not, it's like acute grief right now. Like, Yeah, just having like that evidence of like, okay, this is, this is valid. This is happening because of this. Yeah, this is know? what's going on in my body and in my mind. Because for the first two years, I was like, why am I doing this? You feel you know? so many things. And like, I don't know, we were just struggling. And that's totally normal and like expected and you know, part of the experience and that's so fine and like so important, but it's just hard like to like, to know like what's going on or to not know what's going on and be like, holy crap. Like I just feel like low. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I have such a hard time motivating. I have such a hard time getting out of bed. I have such a hard time feeding my thing. I have food and I have a very, um, complicated relationship. And I think he sings ease. Yeah. And we've had a lot longer about this, but like, I go or have gone days where I'm like, so, okay, just like a trigger warning for like eating disorders and like body dysmorphia. Just so. TW. Yeah, yeah. So, well, (laughs) if you, you know, if that's something that will be triggering to you, like skip forward a couple minutes. But, you know, I I have gone days where I just don't eat or I just really struggle to eat or like I'll go all day and not eat and then I'll order a Whatburger. Mm -hmm. Or like, and 
And I didn't realize that that was a, a, a depression response and a grief response for me. Right. And I just thought that I was, like, super unhealthy. And I've always had body – well, not always, but, like, for many years I've had body dysmorphia. Right. And for many years, like, I've had a really unhealthy relationship with food. Oh, fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty common with, just you know – Just women in general. Yeah, like – Especially our generation, too. Yeah. People, people born as women who still identify as women, if that makes sense. But, like, actually all people. Not yeah, that honestly. Like, I was, like, having a good conversation with my friend earlier today, actually, about just, like, how – there's just, like, all the societal pressure to, like, look a certain way and, like, be a certain way. And it's, like, yeah. all these things are exacerbated when you are grieving. Yeah. And I think yeah. that it's hard to differentiate, like, why – like, for me, it's, like, why can't I, you know, go – like, why do I feel like I can't go to class today? Why do I feel like I can't eat a meal today? I think that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Too, yeah, and I, like, I think I you think, said it really well. I think that, like – once I realized like what CPTSD was and like what it meant to me, mm-hmm. I it was it was easier for me to kind of like get out of like my own tunnel vision and be like, okay, like everybody has some shit yeah. that they're going through, yeah, and like we just need to be graceful towards each other, yeah, because and ourselves. I've had As you know I've ourselves. had people who are really really good about when I have a PTSD flashback, and I've had people yeah. who are just fucking awful with it. Yeah. And I think that, like, the underlying theme that I'm getting at is, like, everybody's going through something. You yeah. Know? So just just be nice. If I don't want to, like, put you on the spot, but, like, if there – if you could sort of put it – like, boil it down mm-hmm. and say, like, looking back on all these years, uh-huh. what – if you are dealing with CPTSD or any sort of PTSD or just, like, a really, really bad mental health moment, what have been the things that have been really helpful for you? Like, actually – Let's not even talk about the things that have not been helpful. Let's talk about what does help. Like, what have people done that has been, like, that have been, like, the, the things that have been, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. The good, like, the good thing. The good thing. <laughs> wow. I'm trying so hard to be eloquent and I'm intoxicated. <laughs> but, like, what, what have been the things that when you are just having a bad mental health day, like, that, that people have done that have been beneficial to you? And how can we all go forward and use these things and, and try to strive towards that? Honestly, the biggest thing for me was just having someone who would listen to me. Yeah. Because my my situation and your situation made people really, really fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like when we talked about it. Like when I really talk about the ins and outs of like what happened surrounding my brother's death, it's not like a good story you know and just like having someone to listen to me and be like no dude like I don't get it but like I get it yes you know yes like I don't understand from a personal because even with each other like you don't understand what it's like to lose a parent I don't understand what it's like to lose a sibling I don't understand what it's like to lose someone to suicide you don't understand what it's like to lose someone to cancer like or 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 fucking or I think the best thing someone ever said to me was actually um I had like an advisor like in college, who you you worked under? Oh, the 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 woman. Yeah. That, oh, I love her. And I remember when I first started working for her. This was after Blake had passed away. Oh, okay. Um, I I had to tell her at one point because I was like, I I need this day off because it's his birthday. Yeah. And I remember her saying, and she was like, I I know that you miss him, and I know this was probably really hard, and. Thank you for telling me, and I hope you share a story about him with me one day. 
and that was just that. the most perfect fucking response yeah. ever. Yeah, just like, like if I you acknowledge ever it, want... I I hear you, and yeah. I hope you share something about him with me one day. Just because he sounds like a great you person. Know that like there's no pressure to to share or to like feel a certain way, but if you if you feel comfortable or if you need someone, I can be that person. Yeah. That's huge. She's so great. That that was, I think that was like the best thing anyone's ever said to me. That That's so, so powerful. After losing someone. Yeah. So do that. <laughs> and, okay. I will say there is absolutely something to be said for not being a per, like not being receptive to that. And like, if you are someone who for whatever reason is not okay with listening to someone talk about something that they have lost. That's, that's fine. so fine. Yeah, that's totally okay. Like, if you, like, I have this, my mom, like, the wow. joke is, like, I am not the person that you call to come pick you up at 3 a.m. Right. Because I, like, I need my sleep, you know? <laughs> so, like. People have boundaries, and that's okay. That's fine. Like, you don't have to be everything for everybody all the time. So, like. You just gotta respect each other's boundaries. Yeah. And if that's you. Cool. Can't. Like, talk to someone about the person that they have lost, that's okay. Like, you don't have to be, like, the superhero and, like, the person that steps up. But if you were just, like, listen, like, oh, like, sorry, I just accidentally smacked my dog in the face. But, like, (laughs) if you're the person that's, like, listen, like, I don't understand what you're going through and I never will, but, like, let's go on a walk. Like, let's go watch a movie. That's so fine, too. I, I really do think that at everyone's core, like, people are good. I yeah. think people are good. And I think this after... This just turned into a philosophical podcast. Uh, I just... I don't know. I think for a while, like, just after everything happened, I was like, people just are so shitty. Yeah. You know? Because I was okay. focusing on, like, the awful things people have said to me. But people I feel like people have said some really out-of-pocket stuff to me. Yeah, like, same. That doesn't, I don't know. That was so far and few between. I just yeah. think that people inherently are few, just really. You would me. <laughs> I just think that people Overwhelmed are good. good. I think people are good. And yeah. that's that's a good feeling to have. So yeah. what are our takeaways from this episode? <laughs> Wherever you are, you're fine. You're doing amazing. We're so fucking so, good. I'm so, so proud, proud of you. you. Given the circumstances, man, you're doing Whatever great. the circumstances are, where you great. are is enough and it's wonderful and we support you. Yeah. I think the second takeaway is people are good. People are good. And find your people and find the things that make you joyful. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, Pinterest. Yeah. And number three, it feels good to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good to be alive. This yeah. life is, it can be so fucking horrible yeah. and backwards and just chaotic. But at the end of the day, some of those moments are pretty beautiful too. So. A lot of that. More than not. Yeah. And I think if you're going to get one thing from our podcast in general, not just this episode, but everything, it's that life goes on after you lose someone. Yeah. And that's okay. It'll take you a second to understand that. And whether you like it or not, it happens. Life goes on. Like, you're But one day, one day, like, I can promise you one day you're going to wake up and be like, okay, this is happening. And, like, I'm feeling a little bit more okay with it. But there's no rush to get to that point. Absolutely not. No. And just 
just and you're still allowed to have really fucking bad days it too. can be 20 years it probably won't be i'm gonna tell you that right now it probably but it won't could be. be but it could be and that's okay that's and so okay that's so fine and like wherever you are like reverse you could be doing really good right now and maybe in 20 years you have a horrible fucking day <laughs> and that's so okay too if you're six months past losing someone that you love and you feel like you are finally able to breathe and you're okay that doesn't take away from the love that you had for that person right but if you are five years past and you just and you you're looking back and you feel like oh my god I, I can finally breathe that's okay too I think really my biggest advice with this whole grief thing is that I know we talked about it a little earlier that like grief is like when you have so much love for someone and you have no one to put it into anymore yeah Take that love and fucking put it into yourself. Yes. Fucking put it into yourself. Even if don't it's like it a little. Don't let it ruminate and fucking fester yeah. and make you upset. Just take it and just put it into yourself and other people that you care Sometimes about. Sometimes that looks like waking up, doing your whole morning routine, going to work, going to school, you know, doing the whole thing, like doing just like the perfect day. Sometimes it absolutely looks like that. Sometimes it looks like waking up. And changing your clothes, changing your giving not even your clothes, changing your underwear. Yeah, giving. If you changed your underwear today, <laughs> I am proud of you. Giving yourself the grace to be like, I am only gonna shower today, and and that that's, that's enough. Fucking amazing. And you did something, and you accomplished something. Call your grandparents if you have them. Call your grandparents. Call your you, your parent, it. your friend, your your schoolmate from ten years ago. Your niece, Call. your nephew. Yeah. Cousins. Yeah. Your dog. Just Go talk to your dog. Your friend's dog. Yeah, I think the overwhelming note in all of this is that, like, stuff's going to be okay and tell people that you love them. Yeah. While you still can. <laughs> Whoa. That sounds like a threat. dark. <laughs> no, just, I don't know, fucking call someone and be like, hey, I love you so much. I think the overarching takeaways from, hopefully, from all of our podcasts, definitely from this one, wherever you are, you're okay. You're doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Just do your, your best might not so valid. Oh god, so, so valid. valid. And you Your have best... intrinsic value for simply fucking existing. Yeah. Like be the best that you can be and sometimes that's really fucking shitty and that's okay. Yeah. And that's so fine wherever you are. It's wonderful. It's fine if you're grieving, if you're not grieving, if you're actively grieving, if you feel like you're in sort of the latent grieving period, wherever you are, you're meant to be there and you're doing Wonderful. Grieving a person, grieving a thing, grieving a situation. Whatever, whatever. it is. Um, the second thing, we are intoxicated, so don't take anything that we, <laughs> don't take anything that we say I seriously. Am except, so drunk. <laughs> except that you are amazing. You're doing amazing. We're so proud and of you. And you're gonna keep fucking being amazing. And sometimes that just looks like you brush your teeth one time today for 30 seconds. Anyways, I hope you guys liked this episode. <laughs> We love or at you. least made it through. We love you so much. Maybe this will be the last one. Hopefully not. We'll see. I hope not, man. I really do too. But you know what? But you know what? We're, We're going to give ourselves, ourselves grace. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Oh, my God. Um, also, I'm violently sunburned. <laughs> I just need y'all to know because I am so sunburned. And my dad... Dad died of a metastasized melanoma, which is skin cancer, and I got a sunburn today. And you know what? That is my personal best. That's full fucking circle to dead dad jokes. (laughs) 
whole fucking circle. Anyways, we love you guys so much. Have I a hope great you guys day. had so much fun. It's gonna be a great life, a great day, a great night, great week. Hydrate. Great fucking decade. Call the people you love. Do your best. We love you. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Y'all know the fucking drill. It's blooper time. I don't want to, like, interrupt the flow. Speak your truth. <laughs> I have to pee so bad. <laughs> I feel like we need a little snacky break. And I, I'm going to go pee for, like, three minutes straight. Sorry if that's TMI. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, words are really fucking hard. <laughs>did you know i'm tiktok famous you did mm-hmm. these other people don't though she is i have Shut up. <laughs> like over 150,000 likes on this one video of my fucking cat i was gonna say your cat is tiktok famous i'm not even tiktok Ooh, famous hold on, hold on. <laughs> ew <laughs>